Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Coffee with Casey. It is July the 1st, I think. Is that today? July the 1st, 2021. Here's what's happening in the market today. Here's a, uh, some things that you need to know. Uh, I have a key question. It's a $100,000 question you can ask a realtor. If you think you're going to decide on a realtor, which is always the most important thing, ask them one question. Ask them the $100,000 question. I'll give you that today. Okay. We're also going to talk about, uh, you know, the four things. And I, I will tell you that June has been incredible for what's happened. I've never seen anything like it. Um, it is, it is amazing what has happened. So let's go over and, and see where we are. Now, remember, you know, we look at this now every week because we want to see is the inventory coming back or interest rates going up? What's going to slow down this market? Are we still in a seller's market? Is it a buyer's market? These are things that we need to know. So let's take a look at the June listings. And here you see the, the new listings that have come on the market. And again, the market that I test is 10 miles outside of Vienna, which pretty much covers everybody. And it just gives us a good feel for where the market is. So as you can see in, um, you know, listings were low in 2012, 13, they started to climb. They maxed out in 2015. Everybody threw their house on the market because prices had risen. And you can see what happened then. Then as prices got soft again, you see the inventory went back down into 2020. 2020, in June of 2020, you know, we were right at 1817, uh, which is about the same as we were in 2019. So the market at this point had started to rebound and people had started putting their houses on the market, even though there was a COVID scare. Today, this month, 2758. Is it a record? Yeah, it's a record by a lot. I mean, it's, it's a 33% increase over the, um, uh, the average and it's 50% uh, increase over last month. So you know, are we getting a big inventory? Absolutely, we're getting a big inventory. What follows that is softer prices, but are they here yet? Okay, let's go back and you got to look at our year-to-date stuff. That was June. So if we look at the year-to-date, okay, so our average is 11,000 listings coming on the market. Um, this year, we've got 12,500. Obviously, that's an increase, but look at what happened last year. So when we talk about year-to-date, I don't think we're that far off where our average should be. So I don't think we've overpopulated the listings. I don't think we've overwhelmed the buyers. I think there's a plenty of a big buyer pool. And some of the information I'm going to give you in a minute is pretty incredible. So, um, you know, the buyers are still there. We're still in the seller's market. And let's take a look at that. So what dictates a seller's market? The percentage of homes. Every time I list a house, I need to know what is the percentage of homes that are under contract that are like kind to our property? If I'm a 1.3, how many 1.3s are there out there? Or between 1.2 and 1.4, how many homes are out there? How many of them are under contract? That tells me by percentage whether we're in a seller's market or a buyer's market. So let's say you're in the 700 to $1 million market. There are 67% of the homes on the market are under contract. So anything over, say, 33, that's a seller's market. So we're far into the seller's market under a million dollars. We're far into the seller's market between $1 million and $3 million, or $1.3 million. We are softer 
when he gets over 1.3 million. So that number was what up in the 60s. Now it's in the 40s. So we are seeing some softening in the bigger pricing models. However, again, what I'm about to say is going to blow your mind. Um, but that's where we are today. So, you know, have the listings increased? Yes. Have they overwhelmed the buyer pool? No. Do we still have a seller's market? Yes. 67%, 62% is a seller's market all the way. Great seller's market. And then in the over 1.3, still a seller's market. But uh, I mean, that number has gone down to as low as 11. So we're still fine. And the market is still solid. Now, here's the thing. It, this, is, this is pretty incredible. So, so year to date, we talk about premiums. In other words, you put the house on the market for a million dollars, it sells for what? Okay. So normally, normally uh, our homes in Northern Virginia or in the Vienna, that, this area that I'm, I'm looking at, sell at about 97 cents on the dollar. Put it on for a million, you're going to get about 970. This year, you're getting a million 30, okay? A million 30,000. So it, they're selling at 103% of list price which is very strong. It's 5% more than we normally get, 6% more than we normally get. So that's a strong number. Now our sales are 108%. So it's, it's, it's outperforming the market. I'm gonna go over the four reasons why that's true and the $100,000 question. The reason why this is important is there's never been so much money at stake. There is a huge sums of money at stake, hundreds of thousands of dollars at stake. So let's take a look at how much money there is here at stake. So now remember, this is year to date. This is the first half of 2021. So our homes have sold at 99,000 over list price. Um, and again, this is not because you price them low, this is because you price them right. Um, the market, the rest of the market is sold at $35,000 over their list price. Now, what's the difference between 35,000 and 99,000. So just think for a second if you're a seller and there's a difference here of let's call it $65,000. Is $65,000 important? So how do we get that extra $65,000? Well, this is year to date. Is it slowing down or speeding up? In other words, are, are the deals going away or are they still here? Well, let's take a look at June. So in June, the contracts we, we um, the new contracts that came in and the contracts we settled are at 114%. So it isn't going down, it's going up. Um, the rest of the market also has gone from 103% to 104%. Now I can only count their uh, settlements. I can't count their listings that went under contract. I can count mine because I know what the price is of the house. So ours are up 114%. So it's not going down, it's going up. It's, it's um, accelerating for good houses, for good houses. Um, if a house has a problem, it's gonna, we're gonna struggle. We gotta work hard. But for most houses, this is it. So 114,000 is 114% uh, of, of uh, list price is even incredible for us that's $148,000 over list price, not listing them too low. That's not the cost. We're not listing them too low. That is $148,000 are what we're getting buyers 
to bid over the list price. So let's go over to the right. They've gone from uh, the rest of the market has gone from $35,000 to $41,000. So, so the homes that settled in June are slightly better. You know, you can see it's not just us. Everybody's improving. Ours is a pretty dramatic improvement. So I want to go over, you know, what is that $100,000 question? Why, why are we getting $100,000 more than the rest of um, the rest of these agents? You know, now there's four things, but I'm going to tell you what's the most important thing. And that is, and here's the biggest mistake they make. And look, I got in an argument with one of our realtors, one of the top realtors at Sanson Properties, kind of read me out and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But here's the, here's the deal. Listing agents work for the seller. We are obligated to make as much money for the seller as possible. So when we ask for contracts, we ask for highest and best offers, okay? So, um, you know, a person may bid 50,000 over list price. Then somebody else comes in and bids 150,000 over list price. We had one where they bid 100,000 over list price and lost by $150,000. In June, we had a contract, 250,000 over list price. I, I didn't know whether to be happy or scared. I think I'm more scared than I am happy. But somebody came in, Coming in from LA, LA money, wants the house, doesn't really care, gonna have it, boom. So actually what that does tell us is we are definitely targeting West Coast buyers. They are paying premium dollars. We target everybody else, but extra money is being thrown at the West Coast because they see our prices as cheap. They saw that $1.65 million house from where they were coming from is about a $2.7 million house. So. It, it wasn't as big a deal for them. But here's the thing. We asked for, we asked for contracts. I say highest and best offers because that is of the seller's best interest. I am a listing agent. One of the top agents, Sanson, read me the riot act. How can you not allow escalation clauses? So let me explain what an escalation clause is. If everybody bids a million dollars, and one person has an escalation clause and says, I'll bid a million dollars plus 2,000 over what everybody else bids, okay? So, so then they would get the house for a million, $2,000 if they allowed escalation clauses. So, you know, we don't allow them. We say you have to ask highs and best offers. So a contract comes in, it's 1.4, it has an escalation clause. I gave this example last week, has an escalation clause. I said, you can't have an escalation clause. You just got to give us your highest and best offer. I don't want to inch up. Just give us your highest and best offer. One, five, five. They bump their offer, $150,000, our average, and did not have another contract bidding against them. They bid against themselves. The power of highest and best is why our number is 148,000 and their number is 41,000. Now, talk to a seller, a seller's gonna go with the McLean Realtor, they got a big uh, company, they've got a big uh, track record and we got a big uh, company, we got a big track record. They're gonna go with the other agent. So, 
I just looked at one of her listings and I called up and said, do you guys do escalation clauses? It's like, oh, absolutely we do escalation clauses. So the seller just chose a realtor that could make a hundred, $150,000 mistake by not allowing, by allowing escalation clauses. Unless you have a realtor that's, that's negotiating your contract. And let me just say where the credit goes to all of this. Yes. 148 over 41. Yes, that's a big deal. Yes, that puts a lot of money in the seller's pockets. But I put the credit on the six agents we have in our office. Pam Mooney, Pat Sampson, Kelly Sampson, Colby Smith, Morgan Sampson, Billy, that's a lot of Sampsons, Billy Sampson. So we have, they are trained negotiators and they're the ones negotiating these contracts, all cash, 100,000 over list price, no home inspection, no appraisal. We had one house that had a home inspection and an appraisal. The home inspection happened during a torrential rain. They kicked the house out because of the home inspection. Next buyer comes in, they want an appraisal. Well, if the average house is selling 150,000 over appraisal, can you appraise the house? The answer is no, which is why 54 of our houses this year have not had appraisals. How do you appraise a house that's selling 150,000 over list price? So, you know, the, the four things that put us in a position, and let me, let me close out this, um, this uh, let me stop sharing my page. All right. So the four things you need to do in order to capture that $148,000. Yes, the number one question is, when you negotiate contracts, do you allow escalation clauses? Is there a $100,000 question? Yes. Hello, realtor? Do you allow escalation clauses? Yes. Okay, I got to find another realtor. So you can stop a lot on there. Now I take the top 20 and go down the list. They ask, they allow, they allow, they allow, they allow, they allow, they allow, they allow. I found one realtor out of 20 that will not allow escalation clauses in the top 20 realtors. So I find that shocking. I find it shocking. I find it unbelievable how um, they would allow escalation clauses that are in the buyer's best interest, not the seller's best interest, and how they could walk away from $100,000. I call 20 of them. You call 20 of them. If you're looking to sell a house, call a realtor and ask them, do you allow escalation clauses? If you do, They would have lost $150,000 on one house. They would have lost $175,000 on another house. They would have lost $100,000 last Saturday. They would have lost uh, $150,000 on, um, on one house that we sold uh, two weeks ago. So, you know, go find a realtor, find one that does uh, highest and best offers only and no escalation clause. And then at least you have somebody that's gonna get you the highest and best offer in this market. Because right now, People are paying $150,000 over list price. Now, if the house has a problem, if it's in a neighborhood that, you know, people aren't crazy about, if it's, uh, you know, we have houses that are against barriers, you know, on Route 66, Dulles Toll Road. I mean, this is tough. Those are not easy. So I'm not saying everybody's going to get a, a $150,000 premium or a $250,000 premium. But if that house is one of those it houses that everybody has to have, let them compete and let them bid. Get some West Coast buyers in here and just let it eat and they will pop that number just as high as you can be. So 
These are high demand houses. How do we make them high demand houses? Okay. Four things. One, again, I gave our, our agents credit for being great negotiators. They're also all perfect at getting a house ready for sale. How do we, what are the, what are the cosmetic issues that we need to deal with? What is the paint? What is the hardware? What is the lighting fixtures? You know, if you take away a, 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 a 2005 lamp over your dining room table and you put in a $300 2021, a person walks in the door and goes, oh my God, I'm in 2021. You must de-age your house. So our, our agents are experts at de-aging the house. Get the house in the proper condition. Make it look transitional, not traditional. Get everything off the walls. Get the big, you know, and again, I know you spend a lot of money on curtains and window treatments. I get that. They got to come down. They are blocking Mr. Sun. Mr. Sun is our friend. Light is our friend. Dark is our enemy. People aren't here to buy uh, your curtains. They're here to buy, you know, a light, open, airy house. Again, even more important when you're talking about West Coast buyers coming into town. They go for more of a transitional look, more of a open look. Um, by the way, highest and best offers, not an East Coast thing, a West Coast thing. We saw them doing that in, um, in Silicon Valley and we heard about these big things. So we switched over probably five, six years ago um, to not allowing any escalation clause because that is what they were doing and we were hearing the stories. The pictures we use for our houses, once you prepare it transitionally, which is what we do, then you need to take pictures out. Well, those are West Coast, that's a West Coast picture uh, photography technique. Those, that's not, that's not nine out of 10 people. That's not, that's not 99 out of 100 people out here. This is one out of 100 that does this kind of photography that we wanted to do. It's a West Coast photography. So preparing the house is not only getting it looking right, but making sure it's pictured right. I mean, some of the pictures that I see are the disgrace and, you know, you have to really represent that house really good um, because they're going to see it online. Just going to see it online. We went out and we hired the uh, designer that did the websites for um, homes in LA and, and Beverly Hills and, and uh, you know, they're $20 million, $40 million homes. I hired the guy. I said, can you make that same look for my homes? And every house gets the same website. So it's, uh, you know, again, so I guess a lot of our influence is coming from the West Coast. Now the buyers are here. Some coming from New York, some coming from the West Coast, but they're definitely here. So we prepare the house for those kind of buyers. We price the house correctly. Forget about Zillow, forget about all the pricing engines, forget about Compass, forget about Redfin, forget about all those pricing engines. Those are national algorithms. They've got nothing to do with what we're doing here. So their accuracy rating is about 10%. They can lead you in the wrong direction. The only thing you can do in a market like this wrong is overpriced. So if the computer says your house is worth 1.45 and it's worth 1.35 and you put up for 1.45, it will sit. And then before you know it, you're in the toilet bowl. The toilet bowl is a downward spiral of dropping price, relaunching and all the rest of that. We just, we try not to do that. We, we work hard not to do that. So our models, we have three models and they work, whether it's a 
comparing to age and, and size, whether it's comparing the homes in the price range, whether it's comparing the homes in the neighborhood to go back three or four years, then applying the appreciation, appreciation rate to arrive at the number. And then we take those three numbers and uh, take a look at the market conditions. And then we arrive at where we want to be, the sellers and I do. We do it together. We test it. Okay, so now you got to price it right. Then you need to test it. Your coming soon is your test period. Come soon for seven days. In that seven days, massive social media targeting, massive social media targeting, not just putting your thing on social media. They say, well, we use social media. All social media is not the same. You need to, using geofencing, Google ads, target the buyers you're looking for, throwing ads into their space, into their Facebooks, their Instagrams, their Washington Post feeds, the Wall Street Journal feeds, you know, whatever they're reading, Google ads will find them. If they're looking for a house in McLean and we have a house in Vienna at the same price, Google ads will find them and put our house in front of them. And then they will come to our, our website. The website designed by the guys on the West Coast. They will have pictures of the guys that does the things from the West Coast. So that is what you need to do for seven days. And you need to be disciplined about this. You cannot jump off in price, you know, and the, and the one thing, the one mistake you can make is, let's say you decide on 1.45, which is a mistake I made. I mean, nobody's perfect. I, I fell in love with the house. I said, I think it's 1.45. So that's where we tested. It went on. It didn't make it. We launched at 1.4. That was not the number. It was still needed to go down to 1.35. So, so, you know, even I get caught up with thinking houses are more than they're worth. And I need to, you know, you got to watch that. But, you know, if you do enough, if you do 100, 100 of them, you're going to have one or two where you're beating yourself in the brain over why did I put it up? So if we did it right, it should have started at 1.4. Find out is 1.4 the number. 1.4 might not be the number. Then you launch at 1.35 and we get the same results as everybody else. So, you know, you have to have that, predictive analysis coming soon period. And that's where you know you're at the right price. So we're staged correctly, we're presented correctly, we're priced correctly. We've done our predictive analysis. We know we're accurate, we know we're on the button. All right, now comes the launch. You launch the listing, out it goes, professionally operated on who comes in and how you get these people in and how you handle contracts and how we negotiate highest and best offers and how you deal with that agent that yelled at me the other day, yelled at me. We got an extra $100,000 over that. She's yelling at me. You know, I don't know what you're mad at me for. So anyways, I'm just kill that. Um, you know, uh, then the contract language begins and when we're done, again, one reason why you have to do all of this stuff, we don't want the home inspection. We don't want the home inspection, okay? That is a deal killer. Those home inspectors have killed more deals than anybody I've ever seen. Now you do everything in your power to stop it, but I'm telling you, if, if a deal falls through nine out of 10 times, it's the home inspector. And, and other than that, it's an appraisal. So, so we're trying to prevent that, okay? So we're doing it right now because we have the leverage and we have the power, but that may be shifting. And let me talk about this quick strategy. I've got seven minutes left. 
Let me talk about a quick strategy uh, that we're going to impose very quickly. There's only a few things people are worried about about a home inspection. The roof, the electrical, the mold. Those are the three things that, that are most concerning to every buyer. So we're trying to avoid a home inspection. We're going to, and I've always said, I'm not going to get a home inspection before the thing because then he'll find 40 things and then their inspector will find 40 things. But the strategy is this. I just want to check of the electrical system to make sure that's fine. I want to see if there's any identifiable mold, mildew, um, dampness in the basement. Um, so I want a about a 25% of a home inspection report controlled by us. So what my recommendation to sellers will be soon, not now, but will be soon, is let's get a mini home inspection of just those items. Roof, mold, electrical. That's what concerns people the most. So if we were to do a home inspection that, and I don't know what name I'm going to come up with it, but I'm going to say, look, you know, I make sure our homes are inspected so that we don't have any mold, we don't have a roof problem, we don't have um, uh, an electrical problem, which is what scares people the most. And those are the serious issues. Those are the three serious things you need to look at. The rest of it is just, this isn't ground in that, but that comes in the electrical stuff. So, so, you know, when it comes time that I feel the tide is turning and I don't think that time is right yet, but soon, then we're gonna say, we're gonna get a mini inspection. Now that home inspector that hasn't done a home inspection or that's, you know, the home inspections are hurting, then we're gonna come out, we're gonna go, hey, let's, let's come up with a deal. Let's do a mini inspection for these homes. Let's have it prepared and available for the buyers. Buyers can take a look at it. It is saying no mold, no mildew, uh, no dampness in the basement. Uh, the roof is, uh, was done in 2018 and the electrical systems have been checked. Mini home inspection put the buyers at ease. We want to make sure that they're at ease and they may have a little bit more leverage coming forward. And by the way, you buyers, there are deals out there. I'm telling you, there are, there are deals out there. So I know that everybody is, is saying, well, it's a seller's market. In fact, in the Sun Gazette this week, they said, uh, they asked the top producers, um, do you think the market is better or worse, tougher or easier, you know, whatever. Of course, I was like, hey, this market's easy. I, you know, we have 55 houses. We don't have a home inspection. I mean, one home inspection. This, this is easy as a listing agent. And most of the agents were talking about, well, it's very difficult. It's very hard and very this, very that, very problematic and challenging. And they were using all those words. I was like, oh, what you guys are talking about? This is a great market. As long as you prepare the house, price it right, you know, do your predictive analysis and, you know, do the marketing correctly and then highest and best offers. And my God, it's a great market. Now, they were talking about difficulty in buyers. I've got two houses that I think are incredibly priced. And for one reason or another, and let me give you, let me give you one reason. So one is on Delwood. It's uh, a $1.35 million house. I priced it at 1.25 because it's got Route 66 uh, without a barrier, okay? So we waited, 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 put the barrier up. The barrier finally went up. We put the house on the market, launched it. 
they removed one of the major panels right in front of the house or right, you know, where you could see it. So of course, all the buyer flood came in. This is two and a half acres at 1.25 million and a gorgeous house in Vienna. And so um, they took the panel, all the buyers went, oh my gosh, there's a street there. Walked. What are you talking about? I, I took $100,000 off the price of that house. So we didn't realize that the panel had been taken down. So, so now this house on Delwood, and you can look it up, it's 1.25 million. I don't know what the address is. 1.25 million. It's got two and a half acres. Every time I go over there, there's deers and fox in the back. It's got a great backyard that faces away from the belt uh, from 66. So that the traffic noise doesn't bother you. But once that panel goes up, the octaves go from like 62 to, you know, 38. So it's like, yeah, I know there's traffic out there. There's traffic everywhere. But once the barrier goes up, that goes away. And the houses are so well built, you can't hear a thing in that house. And you can't really hear that much in the backyard. So, you know, somebody's gonna get $100,000 off on a house. That's a deal. Now that's a deal. There's also a $1.35 million house on Palace Green. That's a deal. That's when I screwed up. I thought it was 145, moved it to 14. Right now it's at 13, but I'm telling you that house worth $1.4 million. If anybody walks in that house, they're gonna look at it and go, this house worth one point. I mean, they've got hundreds of thousands of dollars of upgrades in, on that house. 1.35 million, Palace Green. Two deals. There are deals out there. You got to be smart and you have to look at them. You have to look for them. Just got to look for them. So if you're a buyer, be smart. Work with agents that do a lot of listings because they know all the tricks to get the house. If somebody brings it, if I get 10 contracts that come into us or 15 contracts come into us, trust me, one of them's a good listing agent, calls me and goes, hey man, I know what you're looking for. I'm going to be good. I'm going to play nice. Highest and best offer, you got it, I'll do that. I'm not gonna give you any hard time, I'm not gonna bother you. We wanna get this house. Get a listing agent, a top listing agent as your buyer representative. They know how to get houses. Billy get a house, Morgan will find a house, Colby will find a house. $2 million, no problem. So I think that, uh, um, you know, if you are looking in this market, I disagree. I, yes, there are, you know, when a house comes on, it's like you throw something in the water and all the fish attack it. Well, I don't think that's the time to go after because then you're bidding against everybody. I try and look for deals. I try and look for a great house that's a bargain and nobody's around. They're all gone. And now you are the one in control. Now you are the buyer in control if there aren't a lot of other buyers. So, you know, that's just my tip for buyers. We'll talk about that later. We'll talk about how to prepare your house with a, a a preemptive inspection, what the preemptive inspections will look like in the future. But as of right now, seller's market, our average last month was 148,000 over list price. That is the most incredible number of all time. That is $104,000 higher than the rest of the market. I gave you the tips on how to do that. I hope this has been of some service to you. My name is Casey Sampson. You can catch me at Casey caseysampson.com. I'll start there. And then you can, uh, if you're looking for me, you can email me at casey at caseysampson.com, C-A-S-E-Y at caseysampson.com, or 703-508-2535. I hope this has helped. Good luck in the market. I'll see you next week on Coffee with Casey, Thursday at 11 o'clock. Bye now.